Welcome to the Valley Point Podcast. Valley Point Church is a faith community located in Glen Mills, Pennsylvania. Our mission is pointing people to real relationships and real significance. Enjoy and thanks for listening. Well, it's true, Christmas time is here. And I hope that you are enjoying your preparations as we march toward the day of celebration. Now, it's probably fair to say that there are three different groups in the room. I want to describe these groups to you and just want you to think for a bit and see if you fit into one of these groups or categories. Group number one, you are not ready for Christmas in any way, shape, or form. You are not ready. And it's not that you don't like Christmas, it's just that you might need a little more time in order to prepare, like up until December the 24th, and hopefully at that point or in that time frame, these feelings of Christmas will fall on you and it will all come together. But the reality is you are not ready at all. That's group number one. Group number two, you are calm cool, and collected. You have a plan in place so that everything will be just right and everything will be prepared and ready. And you are now beginning the process of implementing that plan. You know what you need to do. You've got your days mapped out in front of you and you're ready to run that course. And what you find is that the people in group number one are just irresponsible. Because they're not ready, and there's no excuse for that. But you also get a little upset at group number three because they're kind of over the top. So let's talk about group number three. Group number three, you're the Christmas crazies. (laughs) And you know exactly who you are because someone is pointing to you right now. I love watching that happen. Somebody is pointing to you right now because you're one of the Christmas crazies. As a matter of fact, since Mother's Day, you have been preparing for Christmas. Maybe even before Mother's Day. And spring is beautiful. Summer is fun. You enjoy your time at the shore. Fall is incredible with all of the sights. But there is something about this time right here that is like a little slice of heaven for you. And you love it. And you have everything prepared and ready. And you can't understand why everybody isn't as excited or as prepared as you. As a matter of fact, you already have your tickets to go see Longwood Gardens. Right? You have your tickets, you know the date, and you're probably even going more than once. You also have trees in your home. And I say trees because you have two or three or four because one is not enough to celebrate Christmas. And as everybody looks at your multitude of trees in your home, they get jealous because they are absolutely breathtaking. You are crazy about Christmas and you're driving your family insane. That's group number three. So my best guess is, as I think about these different groups, you probably fit into one of these categories or perhaps there is a blend of all three for you. But here's what I want us to consider today. And that is, I want us to use our time wisely this Christmas. 
And I believe that's something that can happen. But it's not going to happen without intention and without planning. But it is possible to use our time, which is going to be our theme all month long. How can we use our time wisely? Well, here's our big idea for today. And that is, it's time for renewal. We're going to begin with that word. It's time for renewal. Now, that sounds good and okay, perhaps even a bit cliche-ish, that it's time for renewal. We probably hope to experience that at some point. So here's what I want to do, because that seems a little simple. I want to throw a question at the big idea. So if it's time for renewal, here's the question. How? How can that take place? How can we have that sense of renewal in our lives and in our gatherings and in the time that we have with our family? How can we have that sense of renewal? And I think this is where it gets kind of exciting as we think about Christmas time being a time for renewal. So if you have a Bible or a device, I want you to find Acts chapter 20. I'm going to read through three verses in just a moment and unpack them a bit because I think it's going to help us understand how we can experience a bit of renewal as we walk through a very busy Christmas season. Acts chapter 20. You can also scan the QR code in your program with your smart device and that'll bring up all of our program notes and all of the scripture so you can follow along that way if you'd like. Now here's what we need to know about the book of Acts. Acts was written by an individual named Dr. Luke, who happened to be a physician. The book of Acts is the fifth book in the New Testament. It comes right after the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Scholars and experts tell us that Luke wrote the book of Acts, which is somewhat of a continuation of his own Gospel. So if you read through Luke's gospel and then you jump right into the book of Acts, you will see that it kind of continues the same storyline. And what we discover in Acts is the birth and the emergence of the church. It's getting off the ground and it's beginning to do some incredible things. And Dr. Luke outlines all of this for us. It was written in approximately A.D. 62. So that's some context. That's some background on the book of Acts. A great historical book. Now, when we get to Acts chapter 20, here's what we discover. There's a guy by the name of Paul. Paul was an apostle. He was the world's greatest missionary, a prolific writer in the New Testament. And Paul is having a conversation with a group of individuals. And what we discover is that he's giving them a farewell speech. He's about to jump on a ship and travel and begin the process of talking to other churches and encouraging and growing other leaders. And so here he is with this group, and he wants to encourage them. He wants to inspire them a little bit. And he knows that he's leaving. They know that he's leaving. And so he shares a conversation with them that we'll read in just a moment in Acts chapter 20. It's a farewell speech. Now, I will say that this is kind of a different farewell speech because most of the time when somebody shares final words, it's, you know, do your best, keep believing, you're amazing, you can do this, I'm not going to be here anymore, but you can carry on and keep all of this wonderful stuff going, keep believing, reach for the sky, 
All of these wonderful things that people normally include in farewell speeches. Yeah, we don't have any of that in Paul's farewell speech. Instead, what he does is he looks at this group and he shares with them, here's how I would like for you to use your time. Like if you just focus on a few of these things right here, you're going to have great impact. And in the process of that, you will be renewed. So that takes us to Acts chapter 20. I want you to follow along as I begin reading in verse 33. Here's what he says. I have never coveted. Now, I want to pause there for a moment because this is a very strong word in the construction of this paragraph here. And kind of a bizarre way to start a farewell speech, talking about coveting. But yet that's what we find here in verse 33. I have never done this. I've never coveted, which means I have never desired greatly, or I have never lusted for something. And again, this is how Paul starts this farewell speech, by beginning with this whole coveting thing. I've never strongly desired. I have never lusted after what? He says here, I've never desired greatly or lusted after anyone's silver or gold or fine clothes. So he's saying, I've never lusted after other people's stuff. I haven't strongly desired that. Verse 34, you know that these hands of mine have worked to supply my own needs and even the needs of those who were with me. And... I have been a constant example of how you can help those in need by working hard. I love this phrase, working hard, because it means to grow weary, to toil, or to be tired. And so Paul, in essence, is saying, look, I've never lusted after your stuff. Instead, I've just, I've worked with my hands. That's what I've done. And you have observed how hard I have worked. You know how I have been physically tired. You have observed all of this. You have. I've worked hard. And then he goes on to say, you should remember the words of the Lord Jesus. And here's what is fascinating. Paul's quoting Jesus here. It is more blessed to give than to receive. And here's what I want you to give your time to. It's more blessed to give, to be generous than to receive. So if we walk our way through this, I've never coveted, I've never lusted after anyone's stuff. Instead, I've worked really hard with my hands to the point where I have been exhausted and I have been tired and you have seen this in me. I've grown weary. And I want you to remember the words of Jesus. It is more blessed to give than to receive. Do you see that word blessed there in verse 35? It comes from the Greek word makarios, and it has the idea of being happy or filled with joy. And so in a way, Paul looks at this crowd that he's saying goodbye to. Again, he's going to hop on a ship, and he's going to travel, and he's going to grow more churches and encourage leaders. But he looks at them And he says, here's the deal. Here's what I want you to give your time to. Giving and generosity. 
And what you will discover is as you give your time to this, the feelings of happiness and the feelings of joy follow because, as Jesus said, the one whose advent we celebrate, the one whose birth changed everything, as he said, it is more blessed. This is where joy and where happiness and fortune comes from. It is more blessed to give than to receive. That sounds great, doesn't it? What does that mean for us? Well, I think we have to remember that this is, these are words being given by an apostle, a missionary, and he's saying, let's do what Jesus did, and here's how we can experience renewal. No matter what is going on around us, we can still be blessed, and we can have feelings of happiness and joy when we give, and when we hold everything with open hands, and we share, and we're generous. I think that makes sense to us. We also have to remember that these are farewell words. And normally when somebody says goodbye or we know we may not hear from them in a long time or perhaps ever again, we tend to lean in a bit. What are they going to say? What does this mean for us? And with these final words, with the group leaning in a bit, Paul, who could have said any number of things, said, give your time to giving and to being generous. This is the way of Jesus. It's his way. Let me ask you a question. I don't know what your year has been like, but wouldn't it be great if even we're not filled with happiness and joy right now, if those feelings aren't there, that we could still experience a bit of renewal inside of us during this busy season? Wouldn't that be incredible? Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that inspire us? I think it would. And I would submit to you that that absolutely can happen when we understand and when we get that it is more blessed. This is where joy and happiness comes from when we give and when we're generous. This can be our reality. You know, maybe this has been a very difficult year for you. Maybe you have lost income or lost a job at some point and you're really consumed with how this is going to impact you and maybe even impact your Christmas. Maybe there's been a loss of a relationship and you're still trying to navigate your way through that mess and you don't know how that's going to work. Or... Maybe you've lost a loved one or a friend and this is your very first Christmas without them and you're not very happy about that and there's not joy in your heart as a result of what you sense you are missing and what you have lost. Give. Be generous. It's the way... Of Jesus, and he's the one who said, It is more blessed to give than to receive. And I think when we do that, no matter what's happening around us, feelings of happiness and joy result. It's just what happens. Maybe this has been a great year for you. As you think about 2016 and you look back, there is success 
and there has been favor with people, relationships are strong, maybe financially you're feeling great, give. Be generous. It's the way of Jesus. And he's the one who said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. I just have two takeaways I want to share with you today. Here's the first one. Use your time this Christmas to open your heart to renewal. And again, I believe that can happen when we give and when we share. So no matter what's happening around you, would you be so inclined as to just say, I don't know if I get it, I don't even know if I like it, but I'm going to open my heart to renewal because this is what Jesus wants. The second takeaway is this. Use time this Christmas to pray and to plan for the Valley Point Christmas Initiative. And I think this is a very practical way that we can implement Acts chapter 20, verse 35. Give and be generous. And this is where a blessing comes from. Every year, one of the fun things that happens here at Valley Point, we've done this for several years now, and it's energizing, and it brings a lot of momentum into our faith community and into our organization, and I just love watching this take place. For several years now, we have presented a Christmas initiative, a Christmas offering challenge. We set a big goal, and we just say, let's raise this much, and we're going to give it all away. We're just going to give it all away. Even if we exceed the goal, we're going to give it all away. And then we begin to look for different organizations and groups of people who are just doing the kinds of things that we think Jesus would do. Caring for the poor and, and orphans and helping the defenseless and looking out for those who are kind of pushed to the fringes of culture and society. And these are organizations that are just really doing a wonderful job of reaching out and serving them. And so we begin to have conversations in September and October and talking to these groups about, hey, can we partner with you? Because you're doing amazing work around the world and even here locally in the communities that surround us. And, and we want to we give you some funds so that you can keep doing what you do in an effective way. So we've done this for several years. <laughs> it's just been so much fun. And I'm excited today to present to you our Christmas initiative challenge as a way for all of us to do what Jesus said and to live out how it's more blessed to give than to receive. I will say I kind of struggled with the initiative a little bit this year. I think most of you are aware that we're building a new home right down the road on Bethel Road, less than a mile from here. And we're so excited about that. And we're getting so close to just implementing all of that. And I had wondered if we should just put time and attention into that because it's so close and that's going to be happening. And maybe we shouldn't be doing this initiative over here and we should just be pouring time, effort, and generosity into that. And so many of you have been incredibly generous towards our real home. And I want to personally thank you for that. But as I thought about not doing our initiative, it just didn't sit well in my heart. It just got really bothered that we would say, you know, we're not going to look out and think about these organizations and how we can partner with them. It just really bothered me and bothered the leadership of our church so much that not only are we doing this initiative again this year, we're setting the largest goal that we've ever set because we believe this is the work of Jesus And we are never more pleasing than when we're generous 
and when we're giving. And so I am thrilled, so thrilled to present to you our Christmas initiative offering for 2016. As you watch this and as you listen, I want you to remember what Jesus said. It's more blessed to give than to receive. Let's watch this together. I was reading recently and came across a thought on generosity. It's actually a generosity prayer that says, I thank God who has blessed me in all ways at all times with more than I need. Lead me to live generously and share joyfully. Christmas time is here. Often it's during this time that we are a little more inclined to think of others. Christmas is a time for renewal And that can happen when we become generous. One of my favorite things to be a part of at Valley Point is the Christmas season. Special things happen here as we point our hearts in the direction of sharing. If you've been part of our Christmas initiatives in the past, here we go. And this is so much fun. If you're newer to Valley Point, I believe this will be something that you won't forget. I want to present to you our Christmas initiative for 2016. Valley Point has had an ongoing presence in the Dominican Republic for several years now. We even have a group going again in February to share the love of Jesus. Valley Point's own Dr. Una Brewer introduced us to this great work. And our generosity this year is going to make a significant difference for children in the village of Ascension and their continuing education through funding school supplies and teacher salaries. These are key areas of need as education is one of the most effective ways to break the cycle of poverty in the DR. In addition to that, there is the potential to start up a bread baking business in the village. Equipment and financing to get the business going will be very helpful. Our group in February will be constructing a roof over the bread oven so that baking can continue in the rain and in the hot sun. Our generosity is going to make a difference for children and business opportunities in the village of Ascension in the Dominican Republic. In 2014, Valley Point's own Liz Miles founded Subi Works, an organization dedicated to empowering Ugandan women. Imagine at age nine being pulled out of school to stay home so that you can tend to your siblings before learning how to read, write, or do simple math. Imagine at age 13 being married as a child bride. Imagine at age 23 giving birth to your fifth child. Imagine at age 32 becoming a widow and facing starvation. And then imagine at age 34 you must decide which of your five children you will sign over to an orphanage. These milestones are the very real experiences of many women in rural Uganda. What if these women didn't have to repeatedly face such trauma? What if they were offered the chance to change their lives while keeping their families intact? Valley Point has the chance to bring that kind of hope. The Subi Center opened in March 2015, and this center is bringing hope to women academically, emotionally, and spiritually. Due to the program's growth and success, 
They have a need for long-term stability with a home for the center. Our generosity is going to make it possible for Subi Works to put a down payment on land so that they can build their own real home and continue to provide hope and purpose for more women. While there are great needs around the world, there are also tremendous needs right here at home. Within Bethel Township, there's a food pantry quietly serving families in the Garnet Valley area who have needs. It's the Siloam Food Pantry. Families receive not only food, but also a compassionate friend at Siloam and ultimately God's love. Not only do they serve local families, they serve Valley Point families. How can we help this organization that is approximately 3.4 miles from our church property? Well, going forward into 2017, the food pantry desires to serve more families and also serve any seniors in the area who are alone and may have to decide whether to pay for their medicine or buy food. Providing additional items such as meat, milk, and cheese on a regular basis, as well as expanding the amount of fresh fruits and vegetables is part of their dream. Our generosity will also help with expanding the size of the pantry by adding more shelves. Siloam receives no grants. They exist entirely on private donations. Our generosity is going to make a significant difference for families in our communities through the Siloam Food Pantry. As a church, we also partner with the Loaves and Fishes Food Pantry in Prospect Park. In recent years, this food pantry has served 10,828 individuals. They're doing great work, and we often serve with them on our love days. While they provide balanced, nutritious food for each person coming to them, what they have discovered is that clients often aren't able to purchase personal care or cleaning items. One of the pantry's most requested items is laundry detergent. This is something that the pantry does not have resources to provide. They have long desired to put together cleaning kits. Kits would include dishwashing soap, cleaners, wipes, scrub brushes, a bucket, some Windex, paper towels, and yes, laundry detergent. Because of the expense, though, they are just not able to put these kits together. I think we can solve that problem. Our generosity is going to help loaves and fishes continue to serve people in Delaware County with dignity by providing the necessary funding so they can put together cleaning kits, allowing their clients to enjoy clean environments. In addition to helping the Siloam Food Pantry and Fishes and Loaves, Here's something that I think is really exciting, and we've never done this before. We're going to use a portion of this initiative and help local families in need in Chester and Wilmington. We'll have a chance during an upcoming Love Day to buy groceries and then personally deliver them. This is a way for us to make a difference close to home, to love people and put a smile on someone else's face while meeting a practical need. Thanks for listening. We'd also love to have you join us on any Sunday morning as well at the Garnet Valley Middle School at 9.15 or 11 a.m.